Ao, welcome into the CHGO White Sox post game show presented by Points Bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into Studio B of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. The CHGO White Sox crew is here to recap a White Sox sweep of the Detroit Tigers and a 13 to nothing victory over the Tigers. The Chicago White Sox improved to 30 and 31 on the year and they are now Five games back of the Minnesota Twins, the first place Minnesota Twins. They are two and a half games back of the second place Cleveland Guardians. And the run differential, I think it started uh, the, uh, the, the what's it called, the, the series around minus 56. Mm-hmm. And it is ending at minus 38, Six. 35, I think. 13, 13, what was it, 13, 4 and 4? 13, 4 and 4? Yeah, so that's 20. 17. No, oh. yes. Vinny, Something like that. Vinny's the I math was told guy. there would be no math. Vinny's the math guy on CHGO. <laughs> That's White not Sox. true. Minus 39. You did it. There we go. You we did, did it. it. We did it. And they lowered it. Uh, so a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Uh, and as Jesus Shuttlesworth says today, that was huge for Yoan. Steve saying Yoan Day. Uh, before we get into Yoan, let's introduce the panel of to my far left, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat writer. And doesn't know how to add. <laughs> it doesn't, and neither do I, don't worry. Uh, the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23, rocking the CHGO sky shirt. But negative numbers adding is always weird, too. It's like counting backwards. It's very weird. And I, I never know whether to, like... Add or subtract, you know, like to, yeah, that should that should tell us something. Yeah, well, <laughs> that we can't do that. That really is that's kind of that's obvious. And Here's people the thing are to, loving Vinny's black t shirt. Damn straight. Yeah, because we finally got much. a shirt on from a band that started after the you know 1970s. That's why <laughs> didn't uh, get a you got some love too on uh, on the pregame. So yeah. I mean, this has been a well liked shirt the uh, whole day. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We found out earlier in the pregame uh, that Vinny's more of a, an El Camino guy rather than a brothers guy. Uh, so, yeah, so but I mean, there. I will say this: if you want to, you know, if you want to roll your eyes at me, like that was that was the question you would have expected, like. Be honest, I'm more of a thick freakness, more of a rubber factory guy. Mm. Give me the early stuff. That's that's the that's the best. Herb's a big turn blue guy. Ooh, that's upsetting. That's the one. That's the one I don't like. <laughs> I hated that one so much. I literally, <laughs> it was a real bad I literally album. have never heard this song, this group either. You never heard of the Black Keys? I've heard of them. I've never tuned in and said, "Oh, that's the Black Keys." I've heard of the Black. You've Rose. heard their songs. I mean, heard their songs. I have Okay, you've yeah. been listening to. You've been watching sports broadcasts right, exactly. for the past eleven years. Exactly. You've heard okay. a Black Keys song. Uh, don't worry, we'll we'll talk about the Black Keys. After one of the, the show. two best bands from Akron, I would say. Who's the other one? Chrissy Hinder, the Pretenders, is from Akron as well. But she's not the, a band. The yeah, Pretenders. I mean, but the Pretenders, man. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I went back to Ohio. That was that one song. That is one of their songs. That's one of their songs. All right. What's up, Juan? He says, sup, Vinny, Herb, and Sean. Great day, huh? Uh, fantastic day. 13 to nothing. The White Sox blow out the Tigers. It could have been a little bit quicker. Uh, we did see three position players pitch for the uh, Tigers today, which was probably unnecessary. We could go for a, a blowout rule in Major League Baseball, but uh, that's, a, that's a different discussion. Let's talk about the White Sox blowing out the Tigers. We'll start with the pitching because that should be a quick conversation here. Vince Velasquez was good. Davis Martin was good. Jose Ruiz got out of the ninth inning in 10 pitches. That's about it. That's all you need to know. Let's go to Yon Moncada because 
I had a rough day parking. I was late to the CHGO White Sox pregame show. I had to go repark my car, and Herb had to go repark his car. AJ Pollock gets hit by a pitch. Uh, Jose Abreu walks. Uh, I think Vaughn got on as well. He got, no, he got. <clears throat> excuse me, he got out because he slammed his bat. Yeah. Oh right, he got. He slammed his two bat. Two out walk for Abreu. Two out walk Kept for Abreu. Mm-hmm. And he's the fourth hitter. Here comes the fifth hitter, Yohan Moncada, and we. You know, showed the stats to you yesterday, him struggling versus velocity, him struggling in general, and Yohan Moncada hits a three-run homer in the first inning, 105 off the bat, a 31-degree uh, angle. Uh, Yohan Moncada, we're not sure if he's back-back, but uh, this was one hell of a game to show uh, that it's still in there for Yohan Moncada, huh, Vinny? Absolutely. While you guys were dealing with your with your disastre personals, uh, Yohan <laughs> Moncada was having himself a big day. And listen... They always say, you know, it only takes one good day. It only takes one good swing sometimes to get things turned around. It seems like it only took one good, you know, week facing the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, whether this is it for Yohan Moncada or not, this is exactly what he needed. Was It was a game like today to kind of get off the schneid. We will see, of course, you know, they're going to face a very good Houston Astros team this weekend. We will see if this does it for Yohan and for the offense in general. But what have we been saying? This team is not going to play to the level of its expectation until it gets Yoan Moncada back or until it gets Yasmani Grandal back to where they're supposed to be. You get Yoan Moncada back to where you think he's supposed to be and you score 13 runs, so that's not bad. Not yeah, bad. the same thing. Like, he needed that for himself. You saw the relief over his face. You saw his teammates mob him in the dugout after he hit that home run. The big smile was back. The fun, the happy was back for Yohan Moncada. And, yes, he had two hits off of position players later, but he was doing well the whole day. He Fido, I think, tried to throw a ball outside to him. He just took it where it was pitched. That's old school Yohan Moncada. He took that for a double. That is exactly what we need for this White Sox team to move forward. As much as we have saw the struggles of Yasmani and Yoan, and we're thinking about replacing them with Jake Berger or Reese McGuire, those guys, Yasmani and Yoan, are va- are vital to this team's success moving forward. And if we get a great Yoan, or if we get a, a Yoan that just showed up last year, who most people didn't think was great, but was the top five third baseman, Man, the sky's, the sky's the limit for this team. And we do have a super chat. Nathan Guest dropping a $5 super chat. Uh, hashtag <laughs> Fire TLR, Fire Tony, Fire LaRusa. All three of them? Hashtag White Sox. Hashtag Change the Game. He says, just because we set up the bottom of the barrel in the AL Central doesn't mean he gets to cheap, keep his job. Uh, that is true. Uh, but his best friend, being does. the owner, uh, does help him keep his job. Picking, so, I mean, picking a tough day to, to be right. to be firing <laughs> off uh, Tony complaints. This is a pretty good, they, uh, pretty pretty successful week here for they, these White Sox so Second far. sweep of the year. So, <laughs> I mean, we're here to celebrate. Rusted drops another super chat. A $5 super chat from <laughs> Rusted. Uh, on behalf of a grateful... White Sox Nation and Yohan Mankata, I would like to thank the baseball gods for the Detroit Tigers. Pure meat-eating chaos. Uh, it was a bloodbath in Detroit. And our guy Eli Stein uh, over in Israel dropping some new shekels for us. $69.90 from our guy Eli. We appreciate all the support. That is $20.27. There, there we go. go. My there we man. go. According to the Google machine. <laughs> Appreciate it, uh, Eli. But, yeah, it's it's not you a gotta data. Love, you got to love seeing different currency show up in the uh, chat. Well, and I'm glad that I can recognize it now because yeah. Eli has been very generous with his super chats. Uh, now I could 
correctly identify the symbol for Israeli new shekels. He's 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 teaching us. He's a cultured. I'm a cultured man. We now. really are. We, we've we've got a real global vibe going now. <laughs> I couldn't subtract sixty nine ninety from four ninety nine, but I could at least tell you that it's an Israel new shekel. There you um, go. So there you go. Any steps? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Justin Lee saying uh, Yohan was in a shooter slump uh, and he hits his first free throws to get off the Schneid. Uh, and Zach up there, Pine Tar keyboard saying uh, Yohan's issues always seem to be about approach slash plate recognition. Swin looks fine. Velocity isn't a problem when he's seeing it well. Hope that good juju is back. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff today uh, fr from Moncada. It wasn't just the fastball he was hitting. It wasn't just, you know, change-ups he was hitting. He hit everything in sight, different velocities, um, much different velocities because some of them were position players. Um, but overall, a great game from Moncada, and the swing looked fantastic on that home run. And not only did he hit it hard, he was looking at pitches and seeing pitches well, like, that's the key to his approach, seeing pitches, not swinging at pitches outside the zone, picking out his pitches to hit and hit hard. As you said, it was like 100 miles per hour off of the bat, almost 400 feet uh, to right center field. That is what he needs. He needs to see that he can be a top player still. And I'm sure that he's been confident, has been down, and seeing every one of his players around him getting hits lately, especially his uh, country mate, Yo, uh, Jose Abreu, who was struggling early in the year, probably got a, into his ear and said, hey, man, you're good, you're fine. And it's good that Tony's just like, hey, keep on doing it. Keep on doing your thing. And I'm putting you in the lineup. I'm batting your fifth. I know I batted you seventh or eighth when you were struggling, but no, we believe in you. We know that you're a better player than if you have shown so far. And I'm expecting not five or six days from here on out, but I'm expecting regular Yoa Mankata going out because off of this, you could have – Supreme confidence. Yeah, I kind of want to talk to you about uh, that, Vinny, just because Mankata struggled so much in the first like, 24 games with his bat, but his defense kept him consistently in the lineup just because Jake Berger's his bat has been fantastic, but the, the defense at third base has been struggling. Uh, how do you think they try to balance this? Because it feels like, you know, the optimal lineup or the ideal lineup for them has Mankata at third base. Um, you know, obviously, if he continues to hit like this, it's pretty easy to slot him in there. But if you got a guy who's not hitting but plays a good third base and a guy who is hitting and not playing a good third base uh, how do you balance Berger and, and Moncada how does Tony do that yeah I mean listen Moncada was always supposed to be very much a key part of this team everyday guy you know I think we talked about it in the preseason probably one of the top six hitters on the team which is you know says a lot about how good that lineup was supposed to look but um, I don't think Jake Berger was ever going to take Yoan Moncada's job away from him. Yoan Moncada was maybe going to take some playing time away from Yoan Moncada, and that's what we saw, you know, when he was really struggling here over the last few weeks, you know, the last couple months, really. So to say Berger was going to completely kick him out of there, that wasn't going to happen. Now, Jake Berger deserves at-bats, you know what I mean? He has been hitting the ball really, really well, and he deserves at-bats. But if Yoan Moncada is hitting the ball well, Yoan Moncada is the everyday third baseman. There is no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. And Yoan Moncada can do so much for this team, is supposed to do so much for this team. He's not He's not going anywhere. And if this is the turnaround, then really that's going to be the case. Obviously, if he continues to struggle, you might see him get a few more days off than you would expect. Obviously, we've talked all along about how his health is, is kind of constantly an issue with nagging injuries and whatnot. But uh, the defense he plays is fantastic over at third base. If the offense is, is there to match, 
He's he's the guy every single day. And after a game like this, it'd be tough to bench him, uh, especially with a day off tomorrow. Uh, it feels like Friday will be uh, Yohan Moncada starting at third base, probably batting fifth. Uh, and I don't see a reason to change the top four because A.J. Pollock goes two for four today. Andrew Vaughn goes three for six. Luis Robert goes one for four. Uh, Jose Abreu, you know, just casually four for five uh, today. And Yohan Moncada going five for six. Uh, just a domination from the top five for the White Sox. And even Sebi Zavala got in on the action and Matt Zawoski called it a $5 super chat from our guy, Matt Zawoski. Zoe in the pregame right before we left called a Sebi Zavala home run. Incredible. He put 25 to the bank. Yeah. He put 25 bucks on it. He won a a big payout there. So shout out to Zoe for, uh, for calling the Sebi home run. And he almost had two. I mean, Austin Meadows came a foot away, robbed him of another one. And it was, it it felt like it was either, you know, Meadows jumped up at the wall and he missed it and just casually came down or he, you know, casually robbed the home run, uh, casually robbing the home run for, uh, for Austin Meadows. So that was, uh, you know, Sebi got robbed of another multi uh, home run game. Uh, but appreciate you guys, uh, uh, with the super chat so far and, uh, nine hits, uh, for a hit for all nine players, uh, in the game today, Uh, all the starters, Pollock with a hit, Vaughn with a hit, Robert with a hit, Abreu, Mancata, and Engel, Harrison, Zavala, Mendick all have a hit. First time this year where the lineup gets nine hits. So it wasn't just Moncada. It wasn't just Abreu. Uh, it was a team effort today. Uh, you could probably even, you don't even have to count Leary Garcia's two at-bats because they were pretty ugly. But uh, Herb, uh, what does this mean when you see 22 hits from this White Sox offense and 13 runs? It's good to see. They need that type of laugher. This is the first time we've had a laugher for them for a long time. I remember we got up to six runs versus Tampa. We're like, oh, here we go. We're, we're going to smash the Rays on this Sunday. Nope. Six to five game. The last time we scored in double digits, the only time we scored double digits versus this Detroit Tigers team on the third game of a series, just like this happened to be. It's awesome to see for those players and also for um, guys like Engel, who was struggling, didn't get off the snide until late. You see all the relief on his face. It's like, oh, my teammates are getting these hits. I need something. And Austin Meadows almost made a spectacular catch on that, but he let it pass them. So, yeah, it's good for everybody's morale to see, hey, we can, when we put our heads to it, and this is a good pitcher coming into the game, mm-hmm. sub-3 ERA, and raised it up to like four and a half what, by the time he ended the game. So they know Fido's been, Fido has been doing well versus other teams. So it was going to be a tough game. He has a slider that we're uh, accustomed to striking out against. Not today. The White Sox attacked him and attacked him early and made him leave early in this game and put some runs up on the board. Five strikeouts for Fido, uh, but three innings pitched, nine hits, seven earned runs. And you mentioned uh, his ERA before the game, 298, leaving the game 428. Uh, everyone clicked. Here's the pitching, uh, the, the starting lines. Uh, Alex Fiedo goes uh, three innings pitched, seven earned runs, nine hits, one walk, five Ks. Vince Velasquez goes two and two thirds, no earned runs, one hit, no walks, three Ks. Pretty surprising uh, at a point where we saw Velasquez getting taken out, uh, but we don't need to get into that right now. Uh, I, I do think that there's some interesting uh, you know, conversations to be had because AJ Pollock's been great in left field and he's played the most innings in left field. Does he stay there once Aloy Jimenez comes back? Uh, you know, Adam Engel has struggled a little bit with the bat. He's hitting 226 and there's about to be a roster crunch with TA coming back, Aloy coming back. Does Engel have a secured uh, spot on this roster? And Josh Harrison, he was struggling coming into today, but we can look at these uh, the stats that Steven put together. Josh Harrison has a three for five day today. He raises his batting average from one. 
181 to 198. He's about to get off the interstate. Uh, Yohan Mankata raced his batting average from 141 to 181. And I think I saw a comment there that said he raised his OPS by 105 as well. Uh, and Abreu raised his batting average from 262 to 272. And Abreu was already hot coming into this game. So just truly uh, electric stuff. But looking at second base... Looking at Danny Mendick's production as well. Uh, he homered today. He homered today as well. Uh, a, lot, a lot of issues because, you know, the White Sox didn't have a lot of hitting, and now it feels like they have a ton of hitting. And it's like, all right, well, who's going to come off this roster once T.A. and, and Aloy join this team? So uh, we could play this game a little bit. I mean, has Harrison proved himself enough to stay on this roster? And has Mendick done enough to kind of earn that spot? Uh, I'll, I'll go to you first, uh, Herb. I mean, if you have to look at second base right now, Leary, Harrison, and Mendick, if you can only keep two of the three, what are you looking at? I mean, Leary's going to stay. He's signed for a three-year deal. Um, out of the two, since Mendick has options and he can be sent back down, are you asking for what Herb would do or what the White Sox are going to do? Well, I don't want to ask you what Herb will do. Okay. And then I'll Herb ask would, Vinny what the White Sox will Herb do. Herb will keep Danny Mendick because this is a meritocracy where Herb lives. I love talking about myself in the third person. What a fucking <laughs> megalomaniac. What a jerk. Um, <laughs> Sunglasses inside and you know? everything. You are coming off sad today. Yeah. Um, yeah, Danny Mendick stays for me in IDFA, Josh Harrison. Josh does one thing very well, or average, plays defense. He'll give you a good second base. You never have to worry about him playing second base. But the bat is not consistent. He cannot hit this year. I mean, last year he hit a little bit better. He was one of the best second basemen out there for free agency to be picked up. But he's not doing the job this year. So Danny Mendick does not deserve to be DFA'd does deserve to be on this roster and does deserve a couple starts at second base. Him and Larry sharing those. So that's what I would do if I was uh, the White Sox. And what do we think the White Sox could do, Vinny? Okay. I would I would say that time is on their side when it comes to making that long-term or short-term because it's only a one-year deal, but the decision on Harrison. Um, we have seen them not be shy to to make a big move like that as they did with Dallas Keuchel, but there had to be depth there, right? And And... Mendick is that depth for for the White Sox, but they have the option to send Mendick to to AAA, and everybody stays put where they are. You know, you're not ruffling any feathers in the clubhouse by just sending a young guy down and and being able to bring him back up later. Um, I think we saw it last year with Gavin Sheets uh, when there was a little bit of a crunch. Gavin Sheets was playing well, des deserved to stay, but you know, you send him down and nothing changes in that clubhouse, right? right? You could say that something might change if you take a well-liked veteran guy and kick him off the team for, uh, you know, in the in the middle of a, a little bit of a, a hot streak for him. If you take the entire season, you ask me who deserves to be the second baseman going forward, based on the numbers, Danny Mendick has hit a lot better. Right. Smaller sample size, but still. Um, yeah, if this were a video game, I'd be plugging Danny Mendick in there as soon as TA comes back. But these are real, These this is a real-life situation with real life people with real life personalities and stuff you got away I wouldn't be surprised if they hang on to Harrison a little bit longer see what the trade deadline brings and maybe if it gets to later in the season and he still hasn't picked it up then you go ahead and go make make the more uh, serious move I think the other day you were saying that uh, the Ozzie Albies got hurt a little bit in uh, mm -hmm. Atlanta might be a good spot for Josh Harrison to land as a guy that can uh, do something in his stead and when he comes back he can also be a nice, valuable bench player. But, you know, I would, if it was my choice, yes, Josh Harrison would definitely be 
off the team when they had the roster crunch of 13 and 13 and you need to make some decisions. Just looking at the way the Sox have operated, especially I know people are upset about, you know, Luis Gonzalez doing well out in San Francisco. He was a guy that it was a a sort of a roster crunch. They could have added him to the uh, IL, but then he would have gained uh, major league service time. Uh, So they ended up trying to push him through waivers. He ends up going through like passing through 28 teams and then the Giants are the 29th out of 30 teams and they end up picking him up and now Luis Gonzalez has, uh, you know, 127 weighted runs created plus out in right field uh, for the Giants. So, like, I, I think that the idea would be exactly what you're saying is let's make sure we keep as much depth in the organization as possible. And I thought your point about Sheets was great. Uh, you know, he gets called down or uh, sent down uh, after hitting 225, 293, 483 with an OPS of 776 uh, in this first 29 games last year uh, and then comes back up in September and ends up being on the playoff roster and having a great September uh, as well. So, I mean, we could see Mendick step away and then come back and Mendick was great down in Charlotte. Uh, I think in the nine games he had down there, he had like a 900 OPS. So maybe this Danny Mendick thing's a real thing. I mean, that's, that's the real question in my mind is can Danny Mendick be doing this you know, come September, because we saw even with Gavin Sheets, you know, wheels started coming off a little bit in 2022. Yeah. And I think what you got to look at also is, you know, we're still several days away from this decision having to be made. The White Sox go in and win a series in Houston. All of a sudden things are looking better. You're not as maybe feeling as pressed or pressured to have to make something happen and start winning games right now because you're falling, you're running out of time, uh, you know, mathematically, you know, if they go ahead and get swept in Houston, maybe that feeling is a little more there, and maybe you do keep Danny Mendick around because hey, you got to hold on and, and grasp to what's working. You know what I mean? You don't have time to sit and wait anymore, or at least you feel that way based on where the standings are. If TA comes back next Monday, you know, then then things are are looking a little different. But um, you know, time is maybe going to be on their side a little bit here uh, when it comes to making that decision, uh, and that that's at least my thought of it. But obviously, you know. You know how quickly things can change in baseball. We're talking about uh, an offensive explosion today and, you know, every single player being great. And by the end of the weekend, we could be talking about the right. same things we were talking about after they went to Houston last year. Did you sneak in on Rolling Stones lyrics there? Not intentionally, but I wouldn't be surprised Time if I did it subconsciously. Yeah. yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. Doesn't ring a bell. Huh? Yeah. That's Why? A, which one's that? It's a New, it's a New Orleans classic that it the Stones cover. Side. Yeah. Yeah, mm. my bad. That's I mean, on me. come on no, now. You know, yeah. I got to pick up the slack on on, on my end. Uh, no, so you're getting on me about the black keys and you don't know a Rolling Stones. I song. think we got hey, ridiculous. Herb, Herb, I think we might need to send Sean down. Goddamn <laughs> yeah, <I'm> right. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. That band came out 30 years before I was born. A lot uh, more than 30. It's, yeah, 68 ish, yeah. right? 64. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, they're, they're real old. Yeah, uh, they the, are. And still, the, and still all with us except for my man, the drummer. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Charlie. R.I.P. Uh, Mr. Watts. Uh, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, uh, Charlie Watts will not come back from the dead, but you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Too soon. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more. I didn't know a segue, so you know, I just wanted to bring in kind of the conversation, keep it a little bit more natural. Too soon. Um, but Nick's that's got, not Nick's it. has got COVID now. It's no oh, good. Oh, it really? Is, uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, he's feeling fine, but. I mean, is he? He just said Machine Gun Kelly is the future of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Mm. Uh, but that's not it. Mm. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, <laughs> you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from a CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from a CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. PointsBet's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better introducing PointsBet's newest feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay for the uh, only with PointsBet. You can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can boost your live same-game parlays. You can watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1s because I started this job. So for about the past two plus months, I've been taking athletic greens when I wake up. I start my morning right with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. That is what AG1 is. It's one delicious scoops of all those vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods to help you start your day right. I feel more focused. I have more energy. I've been more healthier. I've been getting sick less. So it's helping my immune system. It is a great way to get what you need and to start your day off right. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat a keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No needs of millions of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash socks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash socks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, athleticgreens.com slash socks. Sean, it's weird. Like, there's a reporter, Cody Stevenhagen from uh, Detroit, says the Tigers clubhouse is still closed post game. This is abnormal. So they're having a conversation about getting swept by the White Sox. Tough. Yeah, I mean, that, White Sox causing trouble for other teams. Let's uh, keep on doing this. About 25 minutes uh, of close clubhouse. Uh, for people to put that in perspective, I mean, how soon is the White Sox clubhouse open after a game? Five minutes. All right. Yeah. So 25 <laughs> yeah. would, would be abnormal. Yes. All right. Quite. Tossing so, things. Hey, I, I mean, I, what would you expect, Detroit? The White Sox are better than you, and it's not like the first series was close. I mean, three position players pitching in one game. That's true. I mean, do, is that is that what maybe it's about? Like, A.J. Hinch, come on, give us more of a chance to, to be in that game? Or I mean, yeah, this is this that's an embarrassing, it's an embarrassing defeat. Yeah. 13 to nothing. I mean, you know. It's not and, 30 and, to 3. Well, but the Tigers have been doing this kind of thing all year too. I mean, I'm sure you know we're seeing we're seeing three days of it. AJ Hinch has had to watch two two and a half months of it, and I'm sure that they had expectations just like I had for them to be much better than they are right now. And so to see them wallowing in fourth place in the AL Central and weak division and get murdered by a team like the Chicago White Sox, who are having uh, not equally bad, but they were only what two and a half games out of uh, third place, right behind the White Sox. When the series started, now you could tell there's a separation between those two teams. The White Sox are far superior than Detroit. I'm sure AJ's in there throwing some furniture, and uh, players are out there like, this is not fun. 
get beat and getting dog walked by the White Sox. They're out here having people jog to second base on things that should be definitely a triple. Like, we're getting out here. They're out here dunking and alley-ooping on us, and we're looking bad. So, yes, uh, I'm sure that the Tigers are not happy with their performance. It's good to see some fight, though. I hope they continue being mediocre because the White Sox have a lot more games versus them. Yes, a they lot. Do. Uh, 14 uh, games under 500. The Tigers are 11 games back and a run differential of minus 94 uh, after this one. And I was wrong. Uh, we we still doing wrong math. Even 20 minutes later, the White Sox run differential. This is not surprising. Not minus 39. It's minus 35. Oh, even better. So, so even better. I mean, that's, that's really damn impressive. Uh, basically boosting your run differential by 21 runs in one series. I mean, that's going to give you a lot more confidence that this team can actually turn it around. Uh, you know, 30 and 31, I think that's the magic number where the Braves were last year. Um, they had a run differential of like plus two at that point, so it's completely different teams. But, I mean, if this is what the White Sox lineup can be consistently, uh, you know, in June, in July, in August, in September, that run differential should shrink. And I don't know if they'll be able to be where they were last year, but uh, for this team to possibly get to that 90 win marker, that's what you're going to have to do is, is start winning games, obviously, but start blowing out teams. And, well, and, and don't and think they don't think you have to do it this weekend against the Astros. You know what I mean? Don't think yeah. you have to, don't no seriously. Like, yeah. don't think you have to do it next week against Toronto. Like, yeah. don't think you have to go to, to Anaheim and do it against the Angels. Do it against the Tigers. Do mm-hmm. it against the Royals, and that run differential will change and change dramatically. You brought it up earlier, you know, where the Braves were with their run differential, the White Sox are in a deeper hole because they've been playing worse. Right. Uh, they can dig out of the hole. There's time, and they showed you that they have the offensively the offensive capabilities to do it. They need to do it, but you know, beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat up on. And we kind of talked about the lack of sync for this White Sox team, and it really felt in sync uh, this series. Nine to five victory, five to one victory. 13 to nothing victory today. You got great pitching performances from Vince Velasquez, uh, Davis Martin, but it also feels like the fun's coming with this team. I do want to go to some pictures that happened during the game. Uh, Jose Breu was the DH today, and he was taking a little siesta uh, in the dugout. Uh, made a little makeshift uh, little uh, hideout for a himself tent. in there. A, a tent, uh, as you would call it. Uh, uh, nice hanging out. And then uh, when Jose Breu got on base and drove in Andrew Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn, Stole it from him. Uh, so Meditating. And Andrew yes. Vaughn helped him uh, set it up, too. So uh, nice passing of the guard there. Teamwork. Uh, nice teamwork. You like seeing the first baseman uh, get along. So uh, a lot of fun. And you mentioned Yohan Moncada after he hit his home run. It just felt like every guy started berating him. They're not berating. Uh, but, uh, you know, crowding around him in the in the clubhouse. You know, giving him pats on the back. It really just felt like, a, you know, big, big sigh of relief for the Sox today. Hey, like Ozzie Gein said, fun is winning and winning is fun. Hundred percent. I love winning much more than I love losing. And Fred, it was sticking him on my wavelength. That was when you say in sync. I'm always thinking about JC. I'm always thinking about I'm Justin, a- Lance, Joey. I'm Chris. always thinking of JC. Like it's pretty shocking that looking at in sync that Justin was the one. I always thought JC could have broken out. Could have had you know a little bit more potential. I always thought he was a bust. Chazé was the greatest. He's the goat. Chazé. JC Chazé. That's his last oh, name. Oh, I thought it was Chavez. No, Chazé. We, we, as we can tell from Alex Fayedo, uh, that I have difficulties with last names. Yes, you do. That's on me. I'm the NSYNC guy. You're the other guy. He's the Black Keys guy. You're not going to go with NSYNC? No? 
boy bands, guys. Come on. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Come on. They're not banned. This is disappointing. They're a boy group. Yeah. This is disappointing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, definitely they're in sync uh, today. Uh, and uh, Jesus Shuttle was saying the 83 Sox were four and a half games back after 61 games. Uh, this year's team, as of right now, is also four and a half games back. I, I, we've seen this. Uh, comparison before to the winning ugly team. And I think, you know, they were 27 and 29 through a certain amount of games. And so is the 83 uh, team. And obviously that's Tony's like big famous White Sox team. Uh, do you guys buy into those connections when you're com- comparing teams that are basically 40 years away from one another? No, I don't. I mean, I know White Sox fans, they usually do the crutch of 05 and you'll go, the 05 team did this, that, and the other, and this team is doing that, and they look like them. And I get it, Jesus Hudsworth. I want to grab them to something that was positive from the past, and this mediocre season as of us so far, you want to say, okay, this season has been bad, but that season started off bad too, so we have hope. There is precedent with this team, with this manager specifically, so I, I get it, but... I'm not too much of a guy that looks back at the 83 team because I really wasn't watching at that time. It was like five years old. And I don't think, you know, Tony thinks that way either. It's a total different game, totally different players, totally different situation. So I get it. Grabbing onto those things, it gives you hope, but I don't do it. It, More power to you if you do. Well, and I made the point too, like the 82 team was had 87 wins and didn't make the playoffs. This team just won the division. They won 93 games. Like it's completely different expectations. Like this team wasn't supposed to win ugly. They were supposed to dominate the AL Central, go to the playoffs for the third straight time and, you know, take what they learned in the A series in the playoffs in 2020 and the Astro series in 2021 and take it and and move on to the second round and, and World Series or bust is what we've heard. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to compare them to a team that literally one ugly no I, and I think you know as Herb kind of alluded to the White Sox history has made it difficult for for White Sox fans to make these comparisons right because they've only been to the playoffs a handful of times ever yep. um and you know it, it's it makes much more sense to compare them to you know open up that comparison to every other baseball team that has made the playoffs in in recent memory and how they've done it how how you know we keep talking about the Braves last year, but think about the Nationals a few years mm-hmm. before that. And and there are plenty of other teams out there who probably, you know, uh, had a similar situation, just didn't go on to win the World Series, right? At least they came back and won the division or came back and made the playoffs. Um, those comparisons may matter much more because of it shows you how they can do it in today's game. Um, but again, you know, when the White Sox only have two or three teams worth celebrating over the past 40 years or so. I can understand where that's going to be coming from. the era of White Sox baseball right now. This is the most times we've gone to the playoffs. I think it's 11, 10 or 11 times in their history. And in my lifetime, they've gone like six times. It's amazing. Yeah. I, well, I kind of want to get into the discussion of like, you mentioned the Nationals. You mentioned the Braves. Like, you don't have to get out to a hot start to be a World Series contender. Before the year, you had... White Sox Dodgers as right as your World Series yes. pick. Um, what's your confidence level, or maybe what's your feeling of this team still being able to make the World Series? Because obviously it's been an ugly first sixty-one games, but you still got hundred and one games left to play. Uh, it's still a lot of baseball to correct yourself. And if Moncada's hitting like this, if Vaughn's hitting like this, if Abreu's hitting like this, TA was hitting you know extraordinary uh, before he got injured. I mean, it feels like there still could be the makings. Yeah, I mean, I think the. The point is, like, it's not over yet, and I think that's what we've been saying for these first two and a half months. That being said, when you make a preseason prediction, it's entirely based on what you think is going to happen. 
once you're into the season, you have data to work off of. You know, you have you have things that can tell you whether something, uh, whether your prediction is, you know, informed or, or not. Uh, they, for the most part, have looked awful in the first two and a half months. Um, that being said, you, can't, you know, we're in the middle of, of three games here where they've looked very good. A little bit more where the offense has turned things around. You know the caliber of pitching they have. Certainly the confidence level has to be higher today than it was a week ago. But that's how, mu- that's how quickly these things can change. Um, if you were to ask me, would I pick the White Sox to make the World Series today? No, I wouldn't. They have mostly looked bad, and and there and you know there's <laughs> there's very little reason to believe that that they could be better than some of the teams who have looked very very good over the first two and a half months. But if you're going to ask me, is it possible for them to do this? Yes, of course it is, and we'll see if that's what happens. Uh, Playing Houston is not necessarily important in terms of. Are they better than Houston right now? But it is important in terms of this team's finally got some momentum, and it would be nice for this team to keep the momentum going, useful for this team to keep the momentum going. Um, We talk about how easy their schedule is the rest of the year. They got some teams, though, that they got to play before this month is out and and even, you know, before they hit 4th of July if you want to count the San Francisco Giants in there or even a little bit after because the team after that they play is the Minnesota Twins. So the... Long-term schedule toward the end of the season looks very favorable for the White Sox right now. In the short term, they got some tests, and they got to do their best to make sure that once we get to the end of this little run right here, we're not still saying, oh, is there plenty of time for them to turn it around? Oh, they're still right around 500. Oh, what do they need to fix? They need. We're getting to the point in the season where the amount of time that is left needs to match up with how they start to play. What do you think? I mean, you know, I, I kind of wanted them to see a, a good series versus the Tigers. Yep. I think we saw a great series versus the Tigers. I know I don't want to be jumping the gun too early, but I think Vinny makes a lot of great points, especially, you know, the fact that you still got 101 games to get more data. Uh, I mean, is, is your maybe your positivity on them possibly being World Series contender increasing the, the, the further and further we get away from April and, and May's bad start? Yeah, it is, because I've seen what the starting pitchers have done this year. That, I believe, is the key to winning in the postseason. I You put the White Sox top four when all of them are healthy against most teams in the American League, and if not the National League, I'm all but probably the Mets. I'll put them against anybody. They have top-of-the-line starters right there, especially if Michael Kopech is 100% healthy. You got Leo, Lucas Giolito, how he looked in Oakland, always is seared in my mind. He was a man possessed that day where he carried that team to a victory with his great pitching. I know Lance Lynn struggled versus Houston Astros last year, but I trust in Lance Lynn. And then Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease puts it all together and stops walking dudes. He can be a top-of-the-line pitcher. So, yes, I'm feeling much more encouraged. And you got the contributions today from everybody on the offensive side, and especially Yoan Moncada. That is That and Yasmani Grandel are the X factors. If they become the players they were last year, just the players they were last year. Like, Yoan wasn't, that wasn't his best year. Yasmani, that probably was his best offensive year. They become those guys. This team is, the sky's the limit. I will say, though, Mankata hasn't looked like this since 2019. I mean, a a game like that, especially that home run swing, 
I mean, that was just so violent. It was so, he absolutely, there's the old, you know, when you're teaching hitting, you'll squash the bug. I don't even think they teach that anymore. Uh, but if there was a bug underneath Moncada, it's like pulverized into that dirt. I mean, he spun and twisted on it so well. An inside pitch. I mean, it just looks so instinctive for him. If he has more swings like that, uh, that's going to be really exciting for this team. If Grant Dalt does return to 2021, I mean, that's going to give you so much uh, confidence in this team. But you talked Astros, uh, White Sox now. Uh, we saw the numbers for when fans saw the White Sox defeat the Yankees. Like People really get excited when their team beats a winning record team, especially a team you just saw uh, last year in the playoffs. What does this mean to the the Sox specifically? Like you, you talked about how you know they're staying hot. You got to stay hot no matter who. It's just the opponent. And I know Rick's talked about playing five hundred teams and how they were bad last year against it. But uh, what do you think it does mean to them? Especially, you know, are they looking at this like, oh, hey, they knocked us out last year, or is it just another series? It's probably somewhere in between, right? I mean, I think that obviously it's just another series, and it's not September. It's not. October. You're not playing for anything tomorrow, if that makes sense. Um, but these guys didn't like what happened in the playoffs last year. They are uh, going to remember that. Um, certainly you had one player who is no longer with the team uh, bring up the fact that, you know, the Astros mere existence was bothering them last year and, you know, happy to beat them for that reason. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone in the in the clubhouse that shares that opinion, whether they're willing to vocalize it the way Ryan Tapera did or not. But um, Rodon, I thought you were talking about Rodon. Rodon vocalized stuff similar too, right? He did. It was more around the time that that was all happening, mm -hmm. at least closer to it. Um, and he know. went out and shoved versus them. Yeah, Rodon was excellent against them in, in, in Houston season, last year yeah. uh, and, and on, in Chicago, both both starts that he had against them in the regular season. But Tapera said that during the playoff series and, you know, alluded to the whole scandal and everything. And so you can tell there's maybe a little extra oomph for a lot of pitchers whenever they go to face the Houston Astros. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the White Sox, though, again, I think they know what they're doing and they know what's happened to them this season. They know they got to keep the ball rolling. And so I think the benefits are far more short-term important in the short term than they are in the long term. It's not about, you know, you got to beat them here in June so you can go to face them again in October and show that you could beat them then and you can right. again now. No, it's about they need wins. They need to catch Minnesota. They need this is the next team in front of them, and that's what matters. Well, and them. we saw last year too when they went to Houston, they looked so bad. Ugh. And then when Houston came here, Houston looked so bad. So I mean, it is tough to get a true, you know, snapshot on what these teams will look like if they play another playoff series in 2022. But that's what the next like 20 minutes of the podcast is going to be about, talking about the Astros and White Sox series uh, this weekend. You got. Friday's game on Apple TV. You got Sunday's game on ESPN. So this is going to be a highly watched uh, series from a national standpoint. Uh, so it's interesting to see the White Sox in a in a national spotlight. And if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. When you're watching the White Sox and Astros this weekend, you can put money down and you can get two risk-free bets up to $2,000 if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit using the code CHGO. Uh, 
you'll receive a free CHGO membership, a free uh, t-shirt, and a free, uh, uh, you get access into our, our CHGO lounge. Uh, I feel like I screwed up this read no, pretty poorly. Uh, uh, not only are you going to get your free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from a CHGO locker. Uh, there you go. I thought we mentioned uh, Discord in there, uh, but we don't. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. It's time for the points bet pick of the week. Uh, I will pick uh, the White Sox to win on Friday. Uh, they'll be going up against Fram- uh, Framber Valdez, and they got Giolito on the bump. Giolito usually gets up for those games. So I, I think Giolito uh, will be on his prime A stuff uh, stuff on-, on-, on Friday. So I'll roll with the White Sox money line. Those odds haven't been posted yet, but that's your pick of the week for your points bet pick of the week. And in case you missed it, online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Some final things from Detroit uh, that I want to clean up uh, and then we'll get into the Houston thing. Uh, Yohan Moncada's exit velocities in today's game, 100 miles per hour on that home run 92.3 on a fly out 102 on a single and then an 83.6 mile per hour double uh, down the left field line but he really went out and, and made good contact on a 95 mile per hour fastball that was outside of the zone uh, so that was good to see uh, also good to see this from uh, Andrew Vaughn he had a double in the second inning uh, DJ on the radio described Vaughn being frustrated with the first uh, at bat that he had versus uh, Fajardo uh, and the second one uh, this is the uh, matchup that he had uh, if we can go to the Vaughn double uh, pitch graphs. Uh, so the first one, slider, called strike. Second one, foul ball, uh, low and outside. And then he goes up, climbs the ladder. It's outside of the zone. It's up and away. And he just does a great job of absolutely smoking that ball out to right field. It hit off the wall. Uh, more and more at-bats like that is why I picked uh, Vaughn to be my uh, click-to-pick today. Uh, just because once he sees a guy once... It really feels like he's seen a guy, and and uh, an at bat like that just gives me so much faith that Andrew Vaughn is just going to be such a good major league player for such a long time. Uh, but since we mentioned or clicked the picks, Herb finally won one. I think oh, this is the I first won time twice in a row. I won the day before with Luis Robert. It was not the best player in that game. Okay, and then I won Yohan Moncada today. Of I, course, I think this is the first time we ever? have ever picked the actual player of the game. <laughs> Stop it! We it wasn't just you're not just splitting hairs between guys who had one hit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Stop one it. hit. You know, I mean, so many games too have been like losses, so mm-hmm. it's like there's really no, uh, no clicking one, player. No one picks, right? Yes, yeah. uh, no one picks in that one. So I, I just want to congratulate you, Herb. Thank you. Finally, and I got something from Evan Woodbury, who is a reporter for M Live up there in Detroit. He said the Tigers clubhouse is open after a lengthy players-only meeting. Eric Haas said a broad range of issues were discussed. It was not a heated meeting. No coaches or management involved. We just needed to play better. Nobody likes going out there and getting your ass handed to you every night. We feel like we're a better team than that. So White Sox are forcing teams to have players-only meetings. And Ozzie Guillen famously said, horseshit teams have meetings. So this is a horseshit team, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Ray saying click to pick. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's uh, pick to click. Uh, no. I don't know. I think you've been hearing that wrong. You did. The oh, other it way. is click to pick. Yeah, Ray's right. You're wrong again. Damn it. Come I, on, man. For some reason, I don't even know what our bit's called. I just say C's before P. 
in the <laughs> alphabet. So that's how I remember it. It's a good way to remember it. I okay, obviously I'm need glad s- you said in the alphabet there. I didn't know where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody's just going to listen to that in the podcast. Like, what the fuck is Herb talking about? <laughs> okay. All right, then, Herb. All right, guys. Uh, let's get away from that conversation. Uh, let's uh, go into... Uh, and also... They are a dog shit team. I mean, what? I mean, the guys that are underperforming, uh, Austin the Meadows. Uh, yeah, Austin Meadows, like, is underperforming. Scope's underperforming, and Torkelson's underperforming. Outside of that, like, none of those guys are like, oh, wow, that guy's not Javi hitting Baez. above 600, you know? Oh, yeah, I guess Javi Baez, but he wasn't even in the game today. Uh, so I, I just totally forgot that he was on the team. He's just, he had, you know, he had the... He had the one hit against he's, Liam in game one, and that's about it. He's playing like Johan has been playing this whole year, like, great defensively poorly offensively but he hasn't had that breakout game as Johan had today with his five or six he won opening day for him yeah he did well that's what I said since since that hit off Hendricks he hasn't really done much uh but hey we'll see Javi Baez for the next five years which I'm happy Mm -hmm. about Uh, um so the White Sox right now 30 and 31 twins are 36 and 28 Guardians are 30 and 27 White Sox are four and a half back of the uh, Twins right now in the AL Central. They got 15 games before they start seeing the AL Central a ton. On July 4th through the 6th, they'll see Minnesota. On July 7th through the 10th, they'll see Detroit four times. Uh, July 11th through the 13th, they'll see Cleveland four times. And then through the 14th through the 17th, uh, right before the All-Star break, they'll see Minnesota. But before that, they got 15 games, three against Houston, three versus Toronto, three versus Baltimore, three versus L.A., three versus the Giants. Uh, what are the expectation in those 15 games? Or maybe not expectation, but what's the hope? Stay around 500, hopefully, you know, win eight of seven, so you are 500. Uh, you know, Baltimore's not that good. You got four games against them, but three games against Houston, Toronto, L.A., and San Francisco seems difficult. And Minnesota right after that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm at least sectioning those off because, you know, no matter what with the White Sox, you know, even if they have a, an 0-15 run uh, versus all those teams, uh, you know, uh, going into July 4th, they can make it up with a good 17 games or, or something like that. So I, I'm, I'm looking at, like, when they could start really making a push up the AL Central, uh, the, the, the first kind of barrier there, starting with Houston, these three games, uh, and then you go to Toronto, four against Baltimore, three against LA, three against uh, San Francisco. Um, it seems like a tough spot or at least an important spot because hey if you're two games back of Minnesota you could possibly take over the AL Central lead in that first series and then you got a ton of games versus Detroit Cleveland and Minnesota what I'm expecting is them to compete each of those games because the starting pitchers have been for the most part pretty good in keeping the team in the game and now it seems when the weather gets a little bit better as Vinny has alluded to as the White Sox have alluded to the White Sox bats have heated up and seeing that this offense explosion they've had versus the Tigers it gives them confidence to know that they can do this versus a better team like the Astros. Maybe not to this effect with 13 runs and 22 hits, but somewhere in the middle there where you could still score six runs a game no matter who's out there pitching for the opponents. I'm just looking for good competitive baseball games. I don't know the number I'm going to put on there, but I'm just going to say they're going to compete versus those teams much better than we have seen them compete versus better teams. I mean, they did go out to the New York Yankees, even though I thought they were only going to get one. They got two out of those three games. They swept Boston in Boston. Now going to Houston's a tough series, but they've been playing much better on the road than they've been playing at home. So I have a, a good feeling about them going this weekend. And then the Toronto Blue Jays, we saw that series up there in Toronto. I don't think they're that much better than the White Sox, even though they dominated the White Sox that series. When it comes back to Chicago, 
I see the White Sox competing with that team and looking a little better. And you can join us June 22nd for that uh, tailgate we're having, 1130. You got to come out here, KPW. Come on through. One week from today. Yes. Damn straight. Yeah. One week from today. So June 22nd, we'll have the official CHGO White Sox tailgate at 11.30 a.m. in a lot B. $25 gets you a game ticket and access to our tailgate. But if you're a season ticket holder, you got tickets to the game, come out and hang out with us at Loppy anyways. It's not an exclusive tailgate, but at least if you go to Eventbrite or allchgo.com, we have an Eventbrite uh, URL where you can buy tickets. Uh, that ticket just secures that you'll be with our group in the stadium. So uh, make sure that you, you come hang out with us. It'd be great to see, especially our first tailgate, a ton of CHGO members coming out, hanging out with us, shooting the shit for two hours before the game, and then watching baseball. It should be a, a good time out at the G-Rate. Yeah, and I was worried that, you know, we would be watching a dead team going into that game because we've been seeing some of that this past week or the week before, and now we've seen this team ascend to a little bit better heights. Uh, no, Jack, you cannot pay there. But if you already have a ticket, Jack, you can come on and see us at the CHGO tailgate. But I would advise you just pay $25 to the all chgo.com and get yourself a ticket come out and get some meats we're gonna enjoy some time some brews some burgers some you have burgers. Sean there you'll have Vinny there you'll have myself there what what better thing to do on a Wednesday afternoon Mario Tirabasi is gonna be there Damn I straight. think uh, Alex Campbell's gonna be there from the fire I think uh Dave and Peck said that they're gonna be there from uh the chgo Bulls uh podcast Steven might be there Steven, Steven Nicholas Stephen will be there. Stephen oh, will be there. See, Stephen will be there. You could see his ESPN. face finally. <laughs> ESPN Steve will be there. Uh, Eating all the food, not gaining zero any oh, pounds. That's right. Yeah, we should have a hot dog eating contest for Steve. He's doing see, I, I think he's doing do, the 9 for 9. I wanted to do the 999 challenge. What's and that? that is? That's 9 hot dogs, 9 beers, 9 innings. The issue is that's like 150 bucks worth of Yeah, that is so expensive. Yeah. Mercy. But I think I could do it. I'll go halves on you <laughs> on the, you on the price, too. at least, Steven. I'll go halves so you can do it. Her, I don't yeah. want you to die, though. That's the thing. Herb will buy I, you will nine die. of your, your 18 a, beers. Or I'm a professional. The thing, that, the thing that I always wanted to do, I wanted to eat for the cycle at Miller Park. What's the cycle? Is, you have every variety of racing sausage oh. in one game. The yeah. chorizo. And this chorizo. was created before the chorizo joined the club, so oh. it's harder now than it used to be. But so yeah. would it be five if you were actually doing the whole thing? So the, it's five now. Okay, used, so. Yeah, it used to be four. Oh, yeah. hot, dog, hot dog Polish? Hot dog Polish brought uh, uh, Italian and uh, chorizo. No yeah. sides? Well, I mean, it's up yeah. to you, I guess. I mean, you, do, you do sides. You probably eat like a gallon of like potato salad. Yeah. You get yourself like, a nice little, you know, you get yourself a nice little vat of lining kugels to go along with it. It's a nice day in Wisconsin. You try the spotted cow that's only up there. Ooh, uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, oh, myself, I like Moon Man. Spotted cow's kind of good, but you Moon Man's much better. Every single time I show a spotted cow, somebody's like, Moon Man's much better. Can I just enjoy my beer that's in Wisconsin and bring it back to Illinois, you jerks? Ooh, you don't they give you the upcharge. They give you the crossing the border upcharge at the oh. Mars Cheese Castle when you try to buy the case of uh, Spotted Cow. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it's those like are those forty dollars. That's yeah. a rookie mistake. You got to go further <laughs> into do. Wisconsin. You got to go way north in order to avoid that uh, uh, that upcharge. At Lake Geneva, it was fifteen bucks uh, for for a case. See? So See? not bad. You just got to stay away. Stay away from. Did you uh, grab some? Ninety four. No, I didn't grab some. Uh, what's sorry. wrong with well, you? I'm not man. a big beer drinker, so, so you know. Even though we are, I should have been nice, jerk. Maybe I'll go up again. 
and, and, and go get you guys some. I'm sorry. Uh, but hey, uh, looking at you know the, the the 15 games before they they meet up with Minnesota on July 4th, uh, and especially looking at the pitching matchups, you got Giolito on Friday for the White Sox. Giolito versus Framber Valdez uh, on Saturday. You have Cueto versus. Your AL Cy Young pick, Justin Verlander, uh, on Sunday on the 19th, it's supposed to be Michael Kopech. We'll wait to hear more on that. And then it's Christian Javier for the Houston Astros. And then get this for Toronto, Lynn Cease Giolito. Should be pretty damn fun, huh? That's a that's a good good pitching ro- like rotation. I feel talk really about, good. Talk about a postseason preview, perhaps. Right. Those two teams and those three pitchers? Well, and two, like, I mean, the, the five pitchers thrown out, Gilito, Cueto, Kopech, Lynn, Cease, feels like an actual Sox rotation. You're not seeing Davis Martin for a spot start. You're not he was very seeing, good today, Sean. He was very good today. Uh, you're not seeing Vince Velasquez. Uh, Sean, he was pretty good today. He was pretty good today. <laughs> um, but again, it was these guys. God, the Tigers. Sean. It was the Tigers. Everybody looked good today very outside true. of Leary. So, the LP tube says he's from Milwaukee. Been bringing some spotted cow to the tailgate, my man. There you go. That's so how you do it. The LP tube is going to ha- hook you up and make me look like less of a jerk. And when you're talking about the rotation, you just said Lucas Giolito is going to be pitching that game on June 22nd. Run out and get a ticket right now. There you go. Allchgo.com. Hit the Eventbrite page and get the twenty five dollars so you can join us for the tailgate. And it'd be Giolito versus Ross Stripling. Real, uh, real. Oh, let's eat. You know, it's, let's uh, eat. What's it called? Uh, a primetime pitching matchup there uh, between those two. Uh, but that's gonna do it, I think. Right for the CHGO White Sox podcast. I think we're gonna get out. We should get out of here and go to the Mars Cheese Castle. Well, you're you gotta go to Jewel. <laughs> I do gotta go to Jewel. The Jewels. The Jewels. I gotta go to the Jewel. Uh, let's root for a Mariners win today. Right now, it is zero zero in the bottom of the fourth Who's between winning? the Twins and Mariners. Uh, the Bears, boom! The you Bears got it. are winning. Let's uh, go, sir. I, I do know that with that movie, uh, Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Uh, but yeah, uh, right now zero zero. Sunny Gray on the mound for the uh, Twins. So if that's a, a loss. For the Twins, Sox are now four games back. So uh, that could be really, really important for the Sox. Guardians play later tonight versus the Rockies. But uh, any predictions, Herb, before we uh, kick you out of here? You're going to be at the Cubs game tomorrow. Any predictions Padres for the uh, oh, Padres? What did I say, Pirates? Uh, I think it's uh, they're going to get one of these games out in Houston. I think of the Lucas Giolito Friday night start. Framber Valdez happens to be a left-handed hitter, and it doesn't really matter except for um, the lefty from Daniel Lynch from the Kansas City Royals. Right. Whoever you face, if the White Sox are facing you as a, left, a left-handed hitter, they're going to get some hits off of you. So I think the White Sox will win at least one game out there in Houston. It was a Friday night, I believe, in 2019 when the White Sox mm. went down to Houston. Lucas Giolito pitched. He threw a shutout, if memory serves. Very, very impressive outing for him. Uh, the only reason I know that is because it was on MLB Network. I was in uh, I was in Florida, and I was having a very tall mango rum drink <laughs> of some fashion, and it was on the TV, and I was like, "There's Lucas." Yeah, was Spinning. it in a pineapple? No. Okay. It was in a it was in a, a regular glass. Okay. Well, that was like the big. So not thing. optimal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm like since you said you ate drink a. Drink out of a pineapple. I've been yeah. thinking and wanting to do, do that. Oh, I yeah. think I did that in Phoenix, but it wasn't the same. You can you can do it at home. You go you go to the jewels. Yeah, you get yourself a pineapple. Yeah, you have to have a pineapple core, core. Yeah, right? It's a little tough. You, you know, and you spin it and 
lift it right out of there, and you got yourself a uh, a receptacle for whatever fruity rum drink you can come up with. Maybe that's what I was trying to bring on the tailgate. Just load you guys up on uh, pineapple. Just bring a bunch of hollowed-out pineapples. <laughs> hollowed-up pineapples and rum, uh, <laughs> and Vinny and Herb will be happy. Uh, yeah, and no, that's a great, you know, bringing up that Giolito start in 2019. I'm pretty sure that was against Garrett Cole, too. So it's like, here comes Lucas Giolito. That, that, yes. that was the game. Was that the game? Was that the game where they were the last team to beat Cole? Yes, that was, and they crushed Garrett Cole. I think they got like seven earned runs against him, and then after that, Garrett Cole was nails. Right. He was, like, awesome. Well, and so was Lucas Giolito. Like, I mean, that was, like, there was a Cleveland start in, like, May where he, like, had a really good outing, but that was, you know, the the moment where worst pitcher in baseball, Lucas Giolito, went into Houston and shut their asses out and struck out 12. And it's like, who is this guy? Uh, that was that was real fun to see. Hopefully, uh, Giolito can have a moment uh, uh, like that on Friday. I, I think the White Sox can take two. I think that they could take the, the Kopech start on Sunday if he actually starts. And I think they, he, they could take the Giolito start on Friday. Uh, but we don't have to get too much into it because tomorrow we got a, post, uh, a podcast. So it'll be uh, Vinny and I on the podcast tomorrow. Herb's going to be going enjoying the Cubs and Padres game. And uh, we will be answering your questions. So if you are a CHGO member, head to the CHGO Lounge, our members only Discord, and send in your questions. We already got two so far, but if you got any questions about the Sox, whether it be roster related, injury related, uh, schedule related, results related, whatever, uh, you know, you want to ask Vinny a question about, you know, something he's heard this year in the 2022 uh, locker room. Send in a question. Uh, if you are a member at allchgo.com, uh, and if you're not a member, go to allchgo.com. Sign up to become a member. You get access into our Discord, and you can ask us a question for tomorrow's Thursday mailbag. But that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox postgame show. White Sox win 13 to nothing, improved to 30 and 31 on the year. Their next game will be on Friday in Houston. For Vinny Duber, you can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat writer. The man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Steven Nicholas for his great job producing us today. And thank you to everybody for hanging out with us on the YouTube live chat. Blank name, Jack Scambader, Abraham, LP, Jake, all you guys, Wayne, everybody hanging out with us. You make this fun each and every post game, uh, doing an hour talking to you. Uh, it's an absolute blast. And I hope you're enjoying the podcast as well. Uh, uh, thank you to the White Sox for winning 13 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Fleetwood Mac for their 1979 album Tusk. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Go White Sox.